Hi there, this is Mary Jordan. I'm a reporter with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I'm joined in the studio today by Octavia Logo, a multidisciplinary artist from Fayetteville, and Ellen Weintraut, an immigration law attorney with Northwest Immigration Law. Um, I'd like to start by thanking both of you for joining us here today. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much. Uh, we have a pretty exciting podcast today, and uh, we're talking about diversity and how art can help contribute to that conversation and break down barriers that exist in Northwest Arkansas and perhaps even go beyond our region into the, the, the uh, nation and uh, global impacts, perhaps. And this podcast is one of several that will be featured as part of a diversity series in art uh, that the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette will be uh, running over the holidays. So there'll be about seven stories in all. Now, Octavio, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about um, your medium and what you work in as an artist? I use mostly painting as a way to express my my art, visual visual arts, and I like it uh, as murals. Um, that means uh, normally outside doors, but also inside doors, big format, large format paintings, and. Um, yeah, mostly acrylic, water-based paintings. They dry fast. Um, yeah, that's mostly what it is. Awesome. Yes. Then, Ellen, can you tell me a little bit about your work as an immigration law attorney? Sure. Yeah, I've been working in immigration for about 14 years now. I started in a nonprofit in Portland um, and moved back to Arkansas just a few years ago, where I opened my own office last year. I focus mainly on family immigration and asylum work, and I do a lot of citizenship cases as well, um, as well as a little bit of humanitarian work. Now, Octavio, how are you contributing to the conversation on diversity um, through your work? Um, I suppose I do it by kind of natural, or naturally speaking. I mean, I'm a I'm an immigrant. That means I'm a Latino a Latino artist doing a public art in in Middle America. So I didn't when I I was traveling. To this country as a professional artist, I didn't expect it to to be labeled immediately as uh, as an immigrant. Uh, I think that the the timing here was precisely very very difficult. Like I I received that label like label immediately, so it was like oh, so I'm different, and I'm doing something like other people do. But then I realized that it's not very much happening like murals. And public art here, so it's like double, double. Um, how can I say that? Like, there are not many Latino artists doing murals because there are not many muralists mm -hmm. in this area. Uh, so in that way, immediately I'm doing something that is kind of talking uh, differently. Uh, what I want to say is talking about things that I'm seeing as a foreign, as a uh, someone that is. Uh, bringing a new perspective of things, so diversity is pretty much the 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 roots and the and the ground where I I start speaking uh, since the very beginning since I came here. Perfect, thank you. Now you said that you don't notice a lot of murals in Northwest Arkansas de dealing with you know diversity and such. Is that the case um, nationwide? I know that you said you had visited a lot of um, very vibrant art scenes when you first came to the United States and you were exploring immigrating here? Yeah, well, I think that the case, uh, especially in, in Arkansas, in Northwest Arkansas, is different 
than other other cities in U.S. Like most more cosmopolitan cities, I think that the the ways uh, murals are understood here are more about uh, doing beautify like beautifying public spaces, not necessarily about the meaning of the or the context or the the message of that. Uh, but I, in my own context, in my personal context, I grew up in Mexico City, and it was completely the opposite. The most important thing was the message, and um, that's that's the big difference to me. Like the big the big shift between seeing uh, something outside doors that is mostly uh, beauty, uh, beauty beautifying and pretty, but not not communicating topics. And yeah, that's an idea that we can develop. Uh, later in this conversation. All right, thank you. And Ellen, what can you tell me about the immigration population in Northwest Arkansas? How robust of a community do we have here of immigrants? We have a pretty robust community of immigrants here. Um, I was looking back at some statistics and um, saw that between 1990 and 2000, I think Arkansas had one of the highest growing immigrant populations in the country. And we've fallen off at this point, but we do have a very large community um, and I think that's going to continue to grow. And obviously with the census next year, we'll have a, a better, hopefully accurate number of, of what populations are here and what the numbers are. Um, but, but yeah, we have a, a really robust immigrant community that's important to, to consider in all of the decisions that the community makes. Very good. All right. Octavia, what can you tell me a little bit about your immigration story? What brought you to the United States and what you discovered coming into our country as somebody who uh, wasn't born here? Yeah, I came here almost four years ago. And it's a, a love story. Uh, for real. I, I made my wife, my now wife in Mexico City. And um, after some time dating uh, there, I came I came here to visit, and after several visits for one year, and uh, I I saw the difficulties to stay and to be productive. So I'm a professional in in other fields too, uh, and my my studies are in other areas in classical studies. So when I said I I would like to work here, it was impossible to find a green card or a permission to to do painting and art because my studies and my profession like are not the same so um, that was one of the first shocks uh, or the first like realistic issues like to understand why people uh, stays in these uncertainty areas or like I really I really I, I hired a, a, a lawyer by myself she was very helpful and she said there is no way for you to do it uh, and then you can you cannot live here and be productive. Like I mean, with permission and and to me that that was a inter- interesting shift into like I want to stay here because of someone I I love, or I want to stay here. Uh, like I don't know. It was it was different. It was a difficult decision uh, trying to find the ways. And then I started suffering some uh, interesting and uh, not very, not at all fun. Uh, the tensions at the borders, you know, in the airports, like uh, I mean, every time more, a, a little, you know, picky with me and you're back, you're here again, what are you doing here? 
and you know questions because uh, you're going back and forth across the border yeah yeah and it was it wasn't across the border it was in the airport mostly houston like i was flying every time oh. i think i never crossed the border physically by car or something and then, so can you speak into that a little bit, Ellen, and, and a little bit about some of those things that immigrants are facing as barriers, just simply trying to function within our community? Sure, sure. Um, were you on a student visa at that point? No, visa? no, I was just like a tourist, yeah. tourist visa. So, I mean, specifically to that, uh, those CBP officers at the airport, it's their job to make sure that people are not violating their non-immigrant visas. And you were lucky, I have to say, as a Mexican to be able to have a tourist visa, Absolutely. right? Because so many of my clients can't even get a tourist visa from Mexico. Um, and so someone who's here lawfully, they still have to comply with the requirements of being here, the amount of time that they're given. And then if they overstay, then they could be penalized and told they can't come back again in the future or for a certain amount of time. So um, that's one of the barriers is just not being able to get the visa. Once you have it, then complying with it. Um, I have to say our current administration is conducting a war on immigration right now, though, and there are lots and lots of barriers in place. There's the travel ban that um, also we're, we're calling a Muslim ban, basically, because it, it focused on those Muslim countries. There's the detention at the, at the southern border, the separation of families. There's all these restrictions being put in place on asylum applicants. Um, there's new public charge issues that are put in place. There are new requirements for health insurance that the president's trying to require. So there are lots and lots of hurdles right now for immigrants who are trying to come here legally. And are these barriers that they even realize exist until they try to go through the process? Is there any way for them to prepare? I don't think so. And, no. and I, I have to say, I think the laws are changing so quickly that whatever the law was when maybe they thought they were coming might have changed by the time they arrived here. Sorry. <coughs> I, I, I think that many people actually is looking for an alternative or to do different things. Not necessarily... Uh, I did a documentary, like if I can introduce these parentheses. I did a documentary uh, after uh, preparing an exhibition last year called Exodus, an art exhibition about immigration. And the documentary was part of this, this, this process. The documentary is related to uh, what is happening with immigration in, in the world and what is happening in the U.S. And many of the, the information we, we got was uh, about people actually coming here because there is no other place to go. And we are talking about a country of the size of all Europe here, U.S., right? We are talking about a country as bigger than Latin America, probably. And, and for many Americans, it's very easy to think. I was in the West Coast and didn't work there. I moved to the East Coast. And I was in Florida, and then I decided to go to Texas. And that kind of understanding the size and the diversity of this country to just move to other places doesn't work for you. And then thinking in Central America, thinking in Europe, in, Western, in Eastern Europe, or other countries that you cannot go anywhere because there is no way to go, uh, many people is coming here not because it's like the American dream that they are looking for America, but it's, that it's a big country with a lot of opportunities. Um, probably you don't really want to stay here forever, but there's the place where you can probably survive for some time and then reorganize your life and then come back. Uh, but if, and then that used to happen, right? It used to be very a long normal. long time ago, yeah. And then we created new laws that said if you've come here and you've stayed here for a amount of time without status, 
basically if you leave, then you're penalized for that. And so yeah. that forced people to stay longer than they may have wanted to, right? Which seems like we kind of shot ourselves in the foot with that. That's that's the thing. I, I, I met I met many people that I when you are when you are in in a country where you're meeting people that they are your you know, like we said paisanos, people from the same country you are and and then you you, you don't understand uh, why they don't, don't speak your language or why they you know like the the lack of identity of what you used to be and and considering all these elements like the people that they overstayed without understanding what's happening they couldn't come back they have kids here or they brought their kids here and their the kids have no status and they they can they are not allowed to be completely other nationality but they also are not completely american and then seeing all these things to me was like like blowing my mind I couldn't even imagine really like what it what was that and the whole immigration law being so difficult to to understand and to solve these 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 realities so why are these important conversations for us to be having in northwest arkansas right now i guess with the growing immigration numbers it's important for people to to be aware of what the current immigration situation is and, you know, I, I don't know that people outside of the United States are are really aware. Like you said, it's not that they're looking at the U.S. and thinking this is the perfect place for me. I think people just come here because they have to. Um, they're escaping something much worse. And so um, I guess the conversation is important to have so that obviously the more knowledge that's out there is the better so that people can be informed. But that doesn't always mean that it's necessarily going to change how immigration works, especially with the kind of the way that Congress is right now and the way that the, the administration is fighting it. Right. Well, it, you know, and that opens the door then to the conversations we can have to start affecting change. And this is a podcast about art fundamentally. So how yes. do we do that through art? How do we start building awareness, affecting change and creating more diversity within our nation through the practice of creation? Yeah, that is a uh... I mean, it's a thesis question, right? You should you could do a, a PhD, trying to answer that question. It's a very good one. Um, I think that uh, the the diversity that you you your, this country has sometimes uh, is impossible even to understand. You need to come to, from other place to this country to to see the diversity here, like people from all around the world, like communities, individuals, and then you can you can. As a foreign, like me, I'm like, where is where is that people, right? And then you realize that many of these people is working in places where they cannot express themselves, like they are just doing a job. And so you don't have their voices in the radio, you don't have their voices in the television, you don't have their voices in, well, in this mo- in talking about this topic is you don't have their music in the music festivals. You don't have. There are a lot of music festivals, but we don't have any African music festival, or we don't have like Western, Eastern, whatever. You know, like, and there are things that Mexican culture is very, very powerful because we have many, many. Like, it's a big relation between Mexico and America, right? So we have centuries in this battle between what we are, who we are. But I, I'm talking about other other cultures too. So you don't see representation of their their culture. Or the cultures, so you don't see their art necessarily, and and 
uh, talking about art as a language with, in which you can communicate, sometimes if you don't have the, the language tool like English to communicate and you don't have the spaces, as I said, radio, television, whatever, the best place, the best way to do it is to buy, through art. But we don't have spaces, or I don't. I, I, there are not many spaces here where you can go and see these specific art. And having a big institution as Crystal Bridges is not is not still accessible for everyone. So not everyone in the Marshallese community, in the Latino community, not not everyone can go or or have the the impulse or the education or you know the culture to go to a museum to find these things. So we are not seeing that diversity. Well, and that's an interesting point, you know, because the Marshallese culture, when we're talking about seeking out art as a form of education, they actually don't even have a word for art, as I understand it. Um, so culturally, there's some divides to get past, right? Because not everybody views art as the same type of tool as an American audience might consume art, right? Yes. So um what traditions would you like to see start happening here in Northwest Arkansas to start affecting change and, and getting um, those uh, international voices in art? Particular, well, me, I would like to see so many things, but I, what I'm doing is muralism. Mm -hmm. and, and my school is the Mexican muralism from the 20s. I mean, it sounds a little old talking about that movement of art that happened 100 years ago, but it's the strongest movement in in America in the last times. Um, and the strongest, I want I want to say, because it, it represented people. Uh, many other movements in art are very uh, separated from people. They are very very well uh, in in order to you know be be sold in galleries or, you know, other, other universe, universes, but uh, muralism was taught to communicate with people and talk about the people, um, talk about the, 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 the fights, their struggles, their ideologies, their religion, and many, many things. And in Mexico, we had the biggest muralist, like Diego Rivera, Alfredo, uh, sorry, um, uh, David Alfaro Siqueiros, and uh, Jose Clemente Orozco, just to mention three of them, that they were, uh, because Mexico separate church and the state 200 years ago, well, 160 years ago, uh, we don't we don't have issues criticizing, you know, church and state, uh, with, because there is no this fear to say something against someone. So the state will never take in consideration what the church said about the state and vice versa. You can see in this muralism, critics like super serious, deep critics, criticizing the church, criticizing the government, criticizing many things uh, to express discomfort and to express a situation, a realistic situation. I think that in, in the moment that was created, the government was really open-minded and that probably changed in another moment. But the murals are still there. And if you go there as a child, as I was, I was impressed to see these monumental pieces uh, about, for example, the, the Spanish conquering and how they kill indigenous and how they rape women and how they, they replace a religion with uh, Catholicism. And then you see that in a very violent way, in a very public fine artist palace for free. 
and you are seeing there like all people, you know, indigenous people, poor people, all kind of people going to see that. And there is a, a frontal real communication between that painting and the people. And there is no one saying how you need to read that. And that's what I want to bring to every place I am, and I, that's what I want to bring here. And not because I, I am able to, to do that from zero, but what I want to do here is like the voices that I'm listening here, the people that is talking to me, or, or the things that I can, I can absorb, I will, like stories, personal stories, struggles of immigration or uh, uh, lack of... Um, Identity. Identity is a, top, is a topic that I, I really, I really care about. It. I would like to be able to do paintings reflecting issues, uh, you know, and aesthetically, of course, with issues, things that people will say, ah, we don't like that, and we don't like it because it's difficult. And if it's difficult, something will be triggered to start be taught. And so, to me, it's like giving something that is not just to please the eye and to bring you know, people to take a selfie with it, but also to say, wow, that's why, no? Who is this person saying? And take a statement and be brave about it. I mean, like, I think that that is exactly what diversity means. It's like, not necessarily we need to share every idea or be, uh, be appreciative of the same things. I will like to say, this is what, I, what I'm seeing. And this is it. And this is my statement. And I'm working with this. Please tell me what you think about it. Um, tell me with art, or tell me with other things, not just with rejection and and censorship. And yes. Now, Ellen, you know, it, it takes a bold person who's willing to step out and do that. I, your clients struggle with with trying to have a voice. I imagine there might be a fear sometimes sure. behind speaking out because of their status. Sure. Yep. Um, I think a lot of individuals who don't yet have legal status here, of course, will be afraid to speak out for fear of repercussions. Um, deportations that are an all-time high at this point. I think there's something like a million cases pending in the immigration courts. So that's always going to be a fear. Um, but then even people who've come to legalize their status may fear stepping out, may fear um, losing whatever community they've been able to build here. Because even though we have this strong immigrant community, I don't think that people are always accepted for who they are, right? They're expected to come and do their work and, you know, maybe keep their head down and not necessarily speak and tell people these, you know, things that might make them uncomfortable. Um, and I, I don't think that we're necessarily... Um, that our Kansas are always the most accepting of, of new people and new faces. Um, and, and so I'm sure that people realize that, new immigrants, I'm sure when they realize, when they've arrived here, that, that they can't always be who they are. Um, but I'm hoping that, that that will change with time. I love this idea of, of murals and telling stories, and I actually got to see some of the Diego Rivera murals earlier in the year in Mexico City. Amazing. And I, I loved it. And, I, and I, I actually see that the United States has kind of a movement of this art happening in places like Miami and some other places there's some great art happening. Yes. Even in Fort Smith there's some re really great murals happening. So <coughs> maybe we are starting to recognize this diversity and recognize that there's value to it. Um, hopefully moving forward there'll be more acceptance and 
Yeah, and are there, do you feel they're a valuable part of the conversation, immigrants? Of course, yeah. I feel like everyone should be part of the conversation, and I don't think that they are at this point. Yeah, I, I just um, remember that after the first exhibition I did here, and all the... When I came here, if I can, if I can do a little, you know, like, uh, remembrance about the first time I came here, I came to Fayetteville, and it was, it is just like, um, uh, uh, there is no people of color. No, there is no people of color in the streets. There is no people of color in the, in the downtown. It's, if you see someone, it's a young people that studying at, at the university, but you cannot see, uh, like diversity. And then if you move to Bentonville, it's the same. And in some ways, it's changing very fast. But I'm talking about four years ago. And then when you ask, people ask me, like, you know, you have Mexican friends, no? In, from Mexico, they, they call me. And I said, like, there are no Mexicans here. What are you talking about? No. Until I went to Springdale and I saw that the city was full of immigrants. And to me, that was immediately like, why everyone is here? And why it, all the Marshallese people is here, and why this is the city, and then just to see that there is there is the there is a big lack of culture there, there is a big lack of resources, there is the poorest city in, or at least visually you can see that how the streets are, how what is happening there, and then that to me was a, 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 a that was talking to me. So when I did my first exhibition, many Latino people came, and they were talking to me as I never imagined, like, thank you, thank you for doing this, thank you for talking, thank, speaking out, because we, we don't have these, we, we want these, we need it, and I honestly, I mean, I'm from a city of 20 million people, where you want to survive yourself, you are very egotistical, you don't think about others many times, because if you think, you are destroyed emotionally, right, there are homeless kids in the streets, shining your, your shoes, and you cannot be susceptible because if not you're growing emotionally so when I came here I was like I, this is my career I'm here I, I will fix this immigration thing and I'll do my stuff and then I realized that how many people here doesn't have even the voice to, to, to do what I was doing like to me it was very natural to say this is happening so uh, my, my whole work changed and it moves to a very different different direction which is I'm interested working with teenagers now. I want to teach. I want to become a professor. I want to, I want to do things like I wanted to do murals before, but nothing. No, there, there was not this direction, this this goal before. Like having a voice to say things, and not necessarily because I'm not. I consider myself like a cosmopolitan individual. Not necessarily just about Latino culture or Mexican culture, but like about the rest of the people. And I'm married with an American woman, white American woman. So I think that we are developing this kind of bilateral, like, uh, union that to, to us and to me, that is what we need to do, like, to be allies and to communicate things. And, and through my art, many people outside were saying, we, we need you, we want you, please show us more and I never expected that that people is afraid to lose their their status if they speak out or if they do things that probably are not well 
understand. I don't know. You know, it, that's exactly what you were saying. Yeah. So on a personal level, we can try to affect change through art con and building conversations through it, right? Creating awareness. What 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 can we do on a legal level? How can we as citizens contribute to affecting change, John? Um, I think we can advocate for our neighbors, for our community members. We can talk to our Congress people and let them know that if we're not happy with the status quo, that things need to change. Um, our administration <coughs> is trying to crack down on legal immigration limits, and that would have a, a really serious impact on the people who are here, possibly waiting for visas already. Mm -hmm. um, those people shouldn't be denied the opportunity to legalize their status. And are there any resources that are out there that you guys have discovered uh, with for the immigrant community, whether it's within the arts and building education or within uh, nonprofits that maybe people can turn to to maybe seek some additional support? And there's <clears throat> there's a number of nonprofits around that do different things. There's uh, nonprofits that do legal services. Like you mentioned, a lot of immigrants tend to live in Springdale, and so there are several nonprofits in Springdale, including Catholic Charities and Ar Arkansas Immigrants for Defense. Um, those are like legal services. Um, but in a, in addition to that, I think there's probably still a need for uh, social services and that sort of thing. People um, who can link um, immigrants to other resources that are out there. Um, the schools, I believe, are a pretty good place to start, uh, especially for people who have their, their kids in school in the area. Well, that's, that's an, at least an excellent question. What kind of resources are lacking that, you know, Octavia, you may have experienced as an immigrant or your clients may be experiencing as you're trying to help them? Uh, do you want to speak to that first? Um, you're talking about uh, resources? As um, far as finding assistance, help navigating, um, becoming a citizen or coming into the country, maintaining your status within the country? Um, uh, I don't know. I think no. I, I don't know if uh, there is... Um, I don't have, I don't know how to address that question. Like, do, do you? Well, so I know that there's, in addition to myself, there are actually a number of immigration attorneys in the area, mm -hmm. and we're really lucky that way in Northwest Arkansas. The rest of the state has kind of a dearth of immigration attorneys. So people in other parts of the state where there are also lots of immigrants may have difficulty finding the resources that they need. Um, there are orga there's another organization called Arkansas United who started out in Springdale and has started opening up offices throughout the state in order to try and connect some of these um, less popular <coughs> places with legal resources or with citizenship training or with English classes, those sorts of things. So um, mm. there are some resources out there. I think there's probably still always going to be a need for more, but um, I can't think of specific needs right now. I know that the, the census is a big one going forward making sure that everyone's aware that they should be um, filling out the census and, and being honest about um, the family members and everything in their house. Yeah. What are you supposed to set Northwest Arkansas apart for establishing those resources that maybe the rest of the state isn't quite there yet? I think it's the same thing with our other... Um, so this tends to be where the jobs are. We have Walmart, we have Tyson's, we have all the, the big companies are here and so I think that draws people and it draws the universities here. So people who've gone to school here oftentimes stay here and there may not be as many jobs and family in those other parts of the state. Um, but it is unfortunate that it doesn't seem like the, the money from those companies trickles down to the other places like it maybe should.
Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and I'll tell you, some of what you're saying earlier about building awareness, it sounded like it really there's an element of just understanding who your neighbors are, right? Yes. So uh, when you, how do you enter into those communities if you're outside of them in, in a way that's not intrusive, in a way that actually signifies that you're trying to gain more understanding? Um, two, two things. One is a quote from a play that I saw at the Tiara Square. Uh, months ago, two months ago, called Native Gardens, and at some point, one of them, uh, the four actors, is saying like, uh, "Nice, nice uh, neighborhoods. No, nice fences build nice neighborhoods or nice neighbors." Or, mm-hmm. So it's something that, to me, as a Mexican, is completely ridiculous. It's like if you build a nice wall, you will have a nice neighbor. It's like no, you will not have neighbors if you build walls. Uh, so I'm Mexican, and I'm kind of I'm not aware about the, the the social behavior that should be correct. So I'm kind of incorrect in many of my <laughs> my actions outside. So I don't I don't sometimes I don't realize what I'm doing. I'm just step forward, like I'm just going in, and it's like oh I'm here, and I just speak up. But but that's because I I am like that. That's how I am, and I, and I'm a professional, so I experience several uh, scenarios in Mexico in which I I could just like be in a higher position and so like giving talks in in other museums or other instances that I know that I, who I am and I know that I I don't need to worry too much like can I have permission to use your pen I just grab the pen and use it because I'm not going to steal it I'm just need it right now and so to me, it's, it's very easy sometimes just to go in front and say, hey, um, this is me or whatever. And, um, and also, I think that I, because I live in, the, in, in South Fayetteville, and it's, when I went there, and I, I, in, my, in my street, in my block, we have, like, I suppose that is the biggest black African-American community in Fayetteville. And they walk, they, I, don't, I don't see they have cars or, you know, they move a lot there and, and he's just sitting there playing with my dog sometimes and they, they passing by, they say hello and they start talking to me. And then I, I did a mural there uh, in the corner, like a few blocks from my house that completely transformed my idea of what it, what it is, the, the diversity here in the community. And so people stopped in their cars and they would jump down on their cars and they talked to me in ways that I couldn't even imagine uh, about the, how that, that corner was before, like the use of drugs and terrible things happening in an abandoned building that now is my studio. And um, I think that, that that really triggered something in me like, wow, we have these stories and we have a lot of people here with a... They are ready for, for more. They are ready for art. They are ready for seeing things outside. They want things, and it's just the money is not going there. There is there are no resources, and I have the feeling like there is this idea sometimes, in, like in in the governments or in the chairs, like they believe that people isn't ready for things, or or we need to take them by the hand and say, you, you should go there because this is better for you. I think that people is already ready and hungry and aware about what they want to do. So I discovered that the, the neighborhood we have, like 
African people, Native American people, uh, African African, no, and not African American people from Africa, people from Middle East, people from many different places. Some of them are musicians. Some of them are like they do different things. So I organized an event several months ago called Movement, inviting these people to go there and do their, display their. And it was the most amazing thing. It, it was like, this is your neighbor, this is your neighbor, we never talk. This is like, hi, how it is? And we, we gave like free beer so people stay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, that was, you know, like, uh, and, and it was to me something like, now I don't even want to show my work necessarily to do something. I want to see those things happening, just putting pieces together. Uh, and then, then just inviting people to come and to enjoy it for by f- for free, and so that's that's how I I'm relating right now with people. It's like instead, where are you coming from? That is the normal question when you see someone different. It's like, what do you do? And uh, would you like to do it in in public with other people? And it's happening, and it's very exciting. That's awesome. So what do you guys envision as being a hope for Northwest Arkansas when it comes to building awareness and and creating truly diverse communities in which everybody has a voice and a rule? Um, I hope we can have more Octavios. (laughs) (laughs) Bring everybody out and and make people realize that their voices are wanted and that there's space for everyone here. Um, And hopefully, I feel like our representation in the area is changing and I hope that it continues to change so that it Perhaps we'll have um, people who look more like our immigrants representing them as well, going to state house or going um, beyond that to, to actually advocate for them too. Me, I will. I will. I think that my profession is one of the most amazing uh, professions, and um, I think that um, I was thinking that before coming about art and crafts and and having a job doing something like uh, doing art in the way I understand art is not it's not easy it's not just I'm talented doing a drawing and then I'm going to do it big many people do that and it's fine uh, but what I want to do and what I do is is different I, I really want to to go a little deeper and trying to represent things that that say something and communicate something that that can be can be can be read can be understood not not necessarily to to please you but like to give these voices uh from others and um so i i i think that what i what i want to see more is like in all this 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 potential um uh, growing that is the the new uh, cultural trail happening here in in in, the, in town from from the Walton Center. Oh, the cultural arts. The cultural arts uh, corridor. Corridor, yes, thank you. And many things that are happening. The donations to the university. I would like to see you know some kind of uh, investment on the people uh, voices. I, I I like voices as people like like doing kind of. Um, uh, like surveys or something like what will you like to see here and and why and not just bringing like ideas from any other places without function and put it in a place with a lot of effort but also combine the the efforts and and try to see what other people is thinking and trust into people and artists and not necessarily like immigrants right at all but 
like people like what they will like to see because I, I, I feel a, a strong localism happening here like Fable is cool and Fable forever but uh, but then you, you, you go out and then you see the Fable is where is that? No, it's like you can see the, the hog, but that is the university. But, but the university and town, they don't speak much. There is no a real communication. It's like two separated things. So I, 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 I would like to see more. Uh, just like, because if you talk about music, and you talk about mostly music, there's so much music here, and it's amazing. Uh, I would like to see more of that in, in other, in other uh, mediums, you know, like more theater, more dance. Dance, we don't see a lot of dance more visual arts but from the local people and people that is coming and and uh yeah like support that i would love to see that and you guys think those are obtainable goals then huh sure yeah yeah <laughs> i think people have to be open to it right yeah but people are open to it for sure yeah absolutely and um with some kind of uh, uh, the statement of my last exhibition was like i want to to sensitize people I don't want to. I don't want to say like you must understand this. I think that we cannot communicate in that way. I think that what I want to say is like take it, feel it, smell it, touch it, and you will probably feel something. And uh, what is happening now is like people said, I believe, I believe, I don't care. What if he's like probably good or not? Doesn't matter if you are like so square and so narrow-minded. It's good to try you know it's good to try things new things it's good to try it's good for you you will have experience you probably like it a lot and it's your new something but if we don't sensitize ourselves like we we don't exercise our feelings like to be moved to be compassionate to be touched by something and art is a a specialist like art is is this agent that will touch you if you leave it if you give permission and then even seeing a movie, you can be touched and then go out and say, oh, I never felt like that seeing this, no? And it's like, you know, let it go. Just let, let it happen. And if you are, if you're seeing a piece there every day that reminds you something that moves you to something that can be good for you, I think that that's amazing. I think that it's like, okay, let's, let, I don't know. And, um, and that is, that's my voice, right? Imagine the voices of all the people. And from all these places, the Marshall Island, the, 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 the all the countries. You now imagine these messages just being there, being giving us awareness about things we don't know through their own in their own ways. I think that that's amazing and beautiful too. Yeah, yeah, Octavia, thank you. I, I honestly, I think that's a great uh, place to kind of start winding things up. But I, I was curious if there's anything that we've touched on today that you'd like to expand on or add or anything that you really wanted to discuss today when you joined us? I guess I'm just thinking growing up here um, it was really interesting to me when I was in high school we actually hired a multicultural um, counselor and I wonder if you've made connections with him his name is Papa Rep or Al Lopez and I think that he would be a really great voice to bring into this conversation because he's also an artist he makes music and he raps um, and so to go from that, you know, mid nineties, you had to have a multicultural counselor in order to kind of keep peace between the white kids in Rogers and the new Hispanic students that were arriving. 
I just I see that that it is changing, and I hope that it's not going to be where people feel like they have to live in Springdale because they're not welcome in other cities in the area because it, that's not that's not sustainable, right? Um, but we have a strong and growing immigrant community. They contribute to this community in many many ways, and we need to respect that and and open our hearts to to these people who are coming here. Octavio, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I I. I feel like there is there is a, a current state of mind uh, happening here with all the uh, issues like uh, like um, global warming and many things and where where people establish themselves by any reasons fear or lack of information into into a belief system and belief systems. Uh, are are sometimes limited limited to uh, your own uh, experiences and your own and your own awareness and uh, it's, I think that sometimes it's very selfish and very incorrect to think that you are always right and I'm wrong so many times and I'm learning so many so many times I I I still I still learning I I, I want to do more studies in the university I want to I just, I just think that uh, something I just learned uh, was through the, the um, Terra, Terra Studios uh, that is like changing. Now they did a public announcement about changing their brand because it was contaminating so much. Oh, the, the bluebirds of the happiness bluebirds. where they're turning off the furnace because uh, they're trying to create a more responsible environmental footprint, correct? You know, if that is like such a statement. It's like the brand is that, and they are so so concerned about what is happening with the pollution that they decide to change that. I think that that is the biggest statement that art can provide. You know, like, but why we should change if this is the money? The money is here, and this is you know our brand. I think that that kind of statement is what you know just artists can do, and to reinvent yourself, to to reimagine yourself, and do more. And I just want to say that art, in that way, can can give you those tools, and or can can show you those those examples of those ways to say, not if things are so bad and we cannot fix it as we want to, we should pay attention to other ways and how other people is doing it, and uh, to be more you know open. Some of those other ways and how other people are doing it sometimes pertain to the individuals who might immigrate in from other countries that might have something worthwhile to share to us. I I think so. You know, I think I sadly uh, my my culture is like mil millennia old. You no, know? my culture has like so many so many things to offer. Uh, talking about Mexican and Mayans and and Central America is Mayan too. So 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 sometimes I feel like the, how people diminish that because we are short and brown and we don't care but there is like such a respect about nature such a respect about other people such a respect about you know things that if we don't take care now uh in the global uh understanding will be very very uh well we will be in trouble so uh i think that it's very nice to just sometimes be more be more compassionate and to to see others uh approaches to issues and to yeah I think art is very good for that I think uh, sometimes you you don't 
It's like when 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 you listen when listening when listening classical music, you don't have lyrics, you don't have nothing to you know you don't know even the names who is what is the meaning of that, but you can relate with things and emotions and you can be very touched, and then you you can say something like that was about this and it's like no this is about you know a a a spider on the website no it's like. What? <laughs> I thought that it was about a hummingbird, you know? Like, so I think that art is beautiful because of that, because it gives you the freedom to think and feel and not necessarily be attached to something, but just be, be aware of things and new things. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for sharing all this with us. Uh, we truly appreciate your time and help. And um, we're just going to go ahead and wind things up today and invite readers to uh, log on to the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette website to uh, not just read this story featuring both Octavio and Ellen, but also other stories that are going to be featured over the next couple of weeks during the holidays in regards to diversity and discussing everything from disabled art artists to Iranian artists to uh, some of the barriers that even exist for some of our Native American artists in our community. Um, thank you both again for joining us today. I truly well, enjoyed our time together. Thank, thank you for your time. Yes, thank you for having us here.